Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Ask OTC, the show where we answer all your questions from the week in European football. I'm Dotson Adibayo. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm David Cartledge. Straight away, I think we're going to enjoy this one, actually, because yesterday on OTC, we talked about Victor Ozyman and his problems at Napoli. This question from At The Bridge, which club would Victor Ozyman be a perfect fit for? Does he know something that we don't know? Well, with, with, with that name, they're asking, they're asking for some sort of confirmation, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> Look, I, obviously, he'd be a great fit for Chelsea because they're lacking a a proper centre-forward of real personality. And that's exactly what Ozyman is. I, I, I think most people who have watched Ozyman regularly would love to see him turn up in the Premier League. There's, there's always this sort of balance, though, with Ozyman because his style is so high impact. Mm. Like he's a penalty box player who wants to do it all. He wants to score. He wants to engage with defenders in a very meaningful way, a little bit like Robert Lewandowski. So, whereas we, we talked before about Harry Kane being absolutely perfect for Bayern, if you wanted to get the most faithful reproduction of Robert Lewandowski that's out there, that's younger, that could become maybe just as good, it would be Ozyman. Because Ozyman, like Lewandowski, really relishes fighting with defenders. But the thing is, because he's... Like, watching Ozyman is exhausting, like he, he, he puts, moves around fast exactly, all over the place. Yeah. Exactly, and it's a crash-bang <laughs> wallop. And I think there are two things about that. Firstly, it's remarkable that he has the clarity to finish as he does after that. The second bit of that, it reminds me of what Fernando Torres, going back to Chelsea strikers, used to say. When he was making a decision whether he's going to stay at Liverpool, stay at Liverpool or go on to another... Premier League club, as we now know, or go back to Spain. And he said, well, I've got a bit of a dilemma because, and it turned out to be quite prophetic, he said his dilemma was the fact that the Premier League is perfect for him with his pace and his power. But he says, it's going to break me. And it did break him. 
And I think Aussie men has to have a little think about that as well. Because last season is the first one at Napoli where, okay, he has a few little hamstring strains and stuff, but he manages to play the whole season consistently, scores the goals that gets Napoli to the title. But if you put him in a Premier League context, does he start to pick up too many injuries? Yeah, it's always hard. I was going to say it's, Premier League's very much high impact. Um, I'd really like to see him in the Premier League at Chelsea. I think it'd be interesting. But Man United are out there looking for him as well, possibly. I think now with the money that they've spent on Erasmus Hoyland, I think he's going to be their project going forward as a, and really shape him into a, a top nine. Um, and just the other one I wanted to throw out there was Real Madrid as well. It's been a while since we've seen an African player at Real Madrid. Be interesting to see. I think Mike. I want to say Mike Lessien in 2012 was perhaps the last one. Yeah. In terms of African players, so I, I'd really like to say, and I just think that I think a Vinny, Osman, Rodrigo attack would just be ridiculous. Killing Mbappe's listening, going, "What about me?" <laughs> <laughs> DC's push out the picture, oh, mate. Like, no, oh, I think there's room God. for him as well. <laughs> I think there might just be room for him. And do we see this possibly happening in the January transfer window? I think summer's more likely. I think really? summer. I think summer as well. I'd I'd rule out January. Yeah. Despite everything that's gone on with him I and think, Napoli, as well. I think to piece together a transfer of this magnitude in January is way too difficult. Mm-hmm. It would have to be a Saudi club, five hundred million that De Laurentiis has hinted at <laughs> for him to move in January. Okay, this question from Ed, Ed Ritter. Um, can Girona continue their fine form? And if they qualified for the Champions League, what would CFG, City Football Group, do? To which, obviously, they're linked as well. Um, so, yeah, first of all, Girona, top of Liga at the moment. Um, <laughs> this is a club. They lost their top scorer in Tati Castellanos. Um, they lost Oriel Romeo, who had a bit of a renaissance there uh, after a few yeah. years away. Yeah. Um, they have, um, a, I think, a brilliant coach in Michelle. So, that they, you know, they, they managed to keep him. They got him. Um, Michelle's a funny one. <clears throat> He's one of his coaches. He, he was outstanding at Rayo Vallecano. Um, the brand of football that he's transferred that he had there has been transferred across to Girona. Very exciting. They're they're a little bit open, a little bit have a few defensive lapses, absolutely, but their attack and play is excellent. Really high energy four one four four one formation. Brilliant, brilliant to watch. Um, and I remember a few years ago, he was manager of Huesca, and he got relegated. Uh, he, he took them down. Um. And then he got a job straight away the next year with Girona and he got promoted. And it's always interesting, I think, to me, and he's, he's still quite a young man as well. It's always interesting to me when a club, sorry, a, a club sees a team go down with a particular manager, but they look at him and th- they don't look at him in a negative light. They, they look at him and go, right, there's, there's something there. He was trying to do something there. But you look at the content of that season and to, to get Wesker anywhere close to staying up, he did a great job, this, actually, didn't This he? is the thing. It was a real mishmash of a squad and you could see what he was trying to do but perhaps didn't have the right parts. Um, at Girona now, he has the right parts. Um, the City Football Group has certainly played a part in that. I think perhaps one of the most exciting players in the league of the season has been young Savio um, who's on loan from Troyes in France who's also part of the City Football Group. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of clubs in that uh, group right now. <laughs> and about resource sharing. Of course, that's how Tati Castellanos ended up there. Indeed. Wasn't yeah. it? From but, but the issue of the question City. is, uh, okay, with all these multi-club ownerships, what happens if 
they get into the Champions League. There's a way around it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen it before with uh, Leipzig and Salzburg. There was a sort of administrative uncoupling, if you like. We saw it this summer, this last summer, with uh, Toulouse and, and Milan. And there was a strong feeling in France because uh, Redbird Capital, um, uh, the major shareholder in both of them, that um, Toulouse would just be made to take the fall. They weren't. They made some changes at boardroom level and um, they were allowed to compete as well as Milan because it's not just the same competition. It's UEFA mm. club competition mm. because, of course, there could be the clash later on if they'd have not had that um, administrative reshuffle at Toulouse to make them separate from Milan. If, say, Milan have finished third in their Champions League group and Toulouse go through to the next stage of the Europa League, they could end up playing together later on. So there's a view for potential clash. I know it's amazing to see football actually look into the future and see what a conflict of interest might look like. <laughs> I can't believe it either, but that's that's what's happened. So I would imagine that even though Girona coming up on the outside, and if they qualified for any sort of European competition, even if it was the Conference League, it would be remarkable. Yeah. But there will be people at CFG thinking about that already because of course it's another place to platform players and mm. you, you know they've, they've they've done they've done well out of this connection for a, a, a long time you look at a young Herrera who's yeah. who, who belongs to cities yeah. who's, who's been brilliant for them for for a while um but going back to the actual team the way that they've played is is so is so daring that's the yeah. interesting thing which is nice to see i think it's i i, I still i'm i not go over this but yeah Quite rare to see, I think. Yeah, it is, and, and and like you know, as uh, you know, on Wednesday night, for example, they they went to the top of the table um, by winning their sixth game in a row. They were goal down at Villarreal, and you could just see a switch flick. They're just right. Let's let them have it, and they they scored the the, the two goals to go two one up. And interestingly, we can talk about the the resource sharing throughout CFG, but as well they've made an interesting little move into the Ukrainian market of late. So Viktor Sigankov has come in and has been brilliant, brilliant on yes. the right-hand side since since he arrived in January. At the start of this season, they bought Artem Dovbik, who um, was at Dnipro 1. He, he was the top scorer in the Ukrainian Premier League this season. He's adapted very, very quickly. And I know people understandably have their doubts about the Ukrainian Premier League at, at, at the moment, but he scored at such a lick you had a feeling that he would he would adapt pretty quickly and he stepping in for Tati Castellanos which is not easy um has been really good he's a presence as well you know he's a, he's a really tricky customer to to deal with as, as as well as being a good finisher and after they go 2-1 up in that game against Villarreal they just don't let up they've properly got the foot on the throat they they could, they could and should have won that game 3 or 4-1 in the end and we should also just just while we just talk about Girona players just give a mention for Dali Blind as well yes who has been fantastic. I mean, but what a footballer. Just a brilliant, brilliant footballer, brilliant mind on the field. And he's just looking really good. And I'm, I'm very happy for him. It's, it's, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he's in such good form that he's kind of turning around going to uh, uh, Paolo Gazaniga. Gaza, make as many mistakes as you like. I've, I've, I've got this. You just stand there looking handsome. You're back. But this uh, uncoupling business, David, it, it's emotional. I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow told us that, didn't she? <laughs> so what? 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 No, but on a real tip, though, what do you do? The reason why I say that is because if you're one of these multi-club owners, yeah. it, it, doesn't it become, when you've got two teams in the Champions League, whether you're going to emotionally uncouple them or not, 
doesn't it become a little bit like um, the Williams sisters' dad when both the Williams sisters were in the final of the Wimbledon uh, tennis championships? And, you know, he's, what? He was alleged to have said, oh, let let Venus win this time. Or, <laughs> yeah, I heard Let that. Serena yeah. win yeah. this time. Whether good. he said it or not, King Richard IV as he were, to be or not to be, which of the clubs do they choose? Oh, it's hard to say. I guess they'll they'll have a look at it and then we'll see which one is going to make them the most money. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the well, most benefit. Yeah, yeah. but because <laughs> there will be a difference in their support for one team or the other, won't they? It won't be like they say, okay, let's support them equally. There's mm-hmm. no such thing, is there? No, I don't think so. I think you you always love one a little bit more than the other. I said it's <laughs> going to be emotional. <laughs> When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, this question from DK Sorensen, and you notice how I pronounce that. Uh, you're welcome. Why would... <laughs> Why would Gennaro Gattuso take the job at Marseille with the current tensions between the fans and the club? And is he the right man for the job? Because he's a managerial sadist and he loves shit jobs. <laughs> <laughs> no, Andy, I'll give you a serious answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I will build on that answer. Yeah. I, think, I, I think he's more likely. The, the jobs that he takes on are, are mad, actually. I mean, we talked about it a, a bit in OTC The yesterday. jobs that nobody else wants. Yeah, like, they, they're all big clubs that he's, he's he's done of late but you know everyone remembers that press conference that famous press conference that he gives at IFI Crete where he gets stuck into the very heavily sweating very nervous looking interpreter for taking the word shit out of his answer <laughs> yes. uh, and, and yes. he goes no, no it's shit put shit in it <laughs> and uh, th- th- that sort of level of combativity is something he's taken on because you think there's a huge disconnect at Valencia between 
um, the fans and the ownership. Um, at Napoli, he comes into a dressing room mutiny. At Milan, they're all over the place when he takes over. And he actually does an okay job at all of them. Now, I know there's other baggage with Gattuso. Of course there is. But in terms of the jobs that he's taken on, not only... We, we look at him in a certain way because of what he was as a player and because of his demeanour. And you think, combative, battler. And it's a little bit like being typecast. It's like Hugh Grant in the mid-90s. He's only getting a certain type of role. But I do think as well that he's an, he's an underrated tactician. And that is the thing that he's got to prove. Now, can he prove that at Marseille? Like DK says, this is a very specific sort of job. You know, he's going into the hornet's nest here and he's not scared. So that is why he would, that is part of the reason why he would take the job. That's the reason why he's been offered the job, actually. <laughs> the reason he's taking the job is because so many offers for him have been withdrawn over the last little while. You look at Tottenham going for him and then supporters protesting it being withdrawn being close to the Leon job and then John Texter getting cold feet because he thought the the Mendish connection looked mm. a, a certain way. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago and as Nicky was saying about Fiorentina, um, him actually taking the job and, and then leaving after various Mendish players were, were turned down. Gattuso's taking this because he hasn't got many options. But Marseille is a fantastic opportunity for someone. Is it a long-term opportunity? Well, is Marseille ever a long-term opportunity? You look at the, the rate at which they've got through coaches and coaches of of renown. But there must be a feeling that someone like that can really connect with the supporters. If he gets it right, I think the rewards are huge. And I'm also interested to see. I, di I didn't think anything could get any more dysfunctional and chaotic at Marseille. Um, but throw some Mendes players into the mix as well. It's, ju it's just what Marseille needs. Well, exactly, especially as Mendes is so close to PSG. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it will it will definitely reinforce that sense when it gets to the January transfer window. <laughs> it will reinforce that sense that you got from Le Classique last weekend, where PSG won four nil without really breaking a sweat. That sense of there being a first tier and a second tier, because of course the pick of the Mendes clients get PSG or Saudi. And then Marseille, oh, what we got left at the back of the garage under this car? <laughs> I mean, that, that might be a, a little bit more of a difficult sell. It's the way you tell them. Uh, from 14, I'm intrigued about Xavi Simons. Uh, is it Simons or Simons? Simons. I knew it. Goodness. I was going to go. It's like I was tossing a coin <laughs> and it fell on tails both times. So I went for Simons. Xavi Simons returned to PSG. I assumed. He was on loan last season, but it turns out the PSG had a six million euro buy buyback. Mm. I'd, I'd love to know the details, as I can't believe another club didn't offer uh, PSV more to really test PSG's resolve to get him back. Uh, <laughs> neither can I. Um, I've discussed this uh, quite a few times with Andy, actually, and I was just really surprised because uh, I thought after what he did at PSV, um, I thought really big move was was in the offing. Um, there's a lot of teams, I think, lacked midfielders this summer as well, which made it even more intriguing. And then the fact that he did, again, not disrespect to the club, but it was, I thought it was a bit of a sideways move that he made. Um, to be honest with you, I thought he could have done a lot better. Well, I guess the, the, the question was always, 
could PSG convince him that he's part of the long-term project? Because they have the priority, they have the buyback. So no one else could get involved if they could convince him to come back to, 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 to PSG. And that's what they did. They convinced him that they had a plan for him. And that plan was a move to a Champions League club this season on loan, Leipzig. Now, I saw his first game for, for Leipzig in the, the Super Cup at first hand um, away at Bayern. Best player on the pitch by a mile. As, as he often every, is. Every game he's played this season. He looks, I, I don't even know if it's a stretch to say if he's the best player in the league. He is so good. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah. And ever since the very start of the season, you're not thinking, why did PSG get him back and then loan him out? You think, why did they loan him out? Like, like genuinely, to, to say that he can't get into that PSG team, you're having me on. There, there's, there's no way. He, he would be one of their best 11 players comfortably. He is the sort of player you build a team around. I couldn't agree with 14 more. Like, everyone should be interested in him. Yeah. Now, Leipzig are at a point where like, they've had, what, half a dozen games out of him already? And Max Ebel, the sporting director, has said, well, we definitely want to keep him for next year. I'm sure you do. <laughs> How you're going to do that, I don't know. Yeah, good question. Uh, the questions I love most on Ask OTC are the ones that show that you, our listener, are going out and enjoying football in Europe or elsewhere. And this is from Hayden. I'm at the... Hertha versus Sam Pauli match at the weekend. My first non-home Man United game. Please don't hate like we would. Any general tips for seeing football on the continent? And I'm in the away end. Yeah. Well, should I be learning songs, etc.? I'd have thought definitely. Yeah, definitely, I would have thought so. Yeah. yeah. I, Which songs? Any in particular? There's, I'm not too is, sure is of is any it, of the songs, but, but is there a universal European one? I you think, know, E I N O. We're going to win the cup. I, th- I think you need to go on a, a St. Pauli YouTube uh, deep dive and, and find uh, some some songs on there. Um, but in terms of advice, I, I'd. I always think when you see football abroad, uh, don't just turn to the stadium for for kickoff. Get out and up early. Um, find out as well. Do some research where the fans drink, where they're going to be. I think that's going to be the key thing. I think that is what makes a trip. When you have a couple of hours before the actual game itself, a few drinks, meet the locals as well, get mixing in, get a good idea of things. I think that really enhances your experience. I yeah, think he's 100% right I, I agree with yeah. all of that. Um, I have to say, uh, you, you will have a great time, Hayden, but there's a slight feeling of disappointment. When I saw St. Pauli on the question, I thought, oh, he's going to Millentor. But he's not. He's going to the Olympic Stadium yeah, in Berlin. Yeah. Millentor's a completely different experience. Smaller, more sort of ramshackle ground, but very atmospheric. Um, they have this uh, clubhouse opposite where it's all uh, punk and new wave and all that sort of stuff. You know, St. Pauli are very counterculture club that obviously been celebrated at length on the, the, the ramble before as well, the main ramble. Um, but uh, the, the, the Olympia Stadion in Berlin is an extraordinary piece of architecture. Yeah. yeah. And um, th- that is, is so difficult to fill on so many occasions because it's absolutely massive. It's a long way from the pitch compared to a lot of, German stadiums so that slightly affects the atmosphere but Hertha after a difficult start to the season are on the way up in the last couple of weeks and St Pauli because the stadium's so bloody big they'll be able to take quite a lot of travelling fans and you know they've got fans from from everywhere so yeah 
get involved, food, drink. And the thing is about German football, it's not just about being a spectator. It's about being a participant in the spectacle, which, you know, embrace it. You'll have a great time. Although you have put something of a downer on it by saying that he chose the wrong fixture, that he should have taken the... I didn't, I didn't say he couldn't go to St. Pauli later no, in the season. In I fact, <laughs> once you've had a great time this weekend, you'll want to go to Militor later <laughs> in the season. Better. You can thank me later. That's better. Oh, just a quick note from me. And I have been to Germany many, many years ago and uh, gone to matches there in Berlin, not Berlin, in Hamburg. And what I remember about getting there early and... Uh, you know, uh, schmoozing with the locals is that's where you get to learn the songs that you are going to sing. So thank you for listening to Ask OTC. If you'd like to ask a question on next week's show, you can contact us at any time at Dotson at Ibio, at Andy Brassel and at David Jacker, J-A-C-A and at OTC Pod, or you can email us OTC at footballramble.com and we'll be back on Monday for a special sit-down chat with Andy about his new book and all things Shakhtar Donetsk. See you then. On the Continent is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.